time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Mr. Roger Shackleforth, age youthful 20s. Occupation, being in love. Not just in love, but madly, passionately, illogically, miserably, all-consumingly in love. With a young woman named Leela who has a vague recollection of his face and even less than a passing interest. In a moment, you'll see a switch, because Mr. Roger Shackleforth, the young gentleman so much in love, will take a short but very meaningful journey into the Twilight Zone. Episode number 31 of the Twilight Zone, the Greg Maddox episode, if you will. Nice, nice. Uh, the, the chaser. Uh, I l- l- listen. I have a lot of thoughts on the, on the chaser. <laughs> it, it, it's worth pointing out that uh, it's it's the only first season episode not written by Rod Serling, Charles Beaumont, or Richard Matheson. So, oh wow, that makes a lot of like sense. One, I, I guess that was why. Yes. Uh, by by the way, it's worth pointing out that uh, my my wife and I. Uh, like to run off to Mackinac Island, yeah, uh, Michigan, which is you know it's up up right between the peninsula peninsula of Michigan, <laughs> um, and uh, there was a movie uh, filmed there in 1980 called Somewhere in Time, and uh, kind of a cult thing, so most people probably uh, haven't seen it, but it's uh, it, it's pretty good, and it, I just mentioned it because it was written by Richard Matheson. Oh wow! Okay. In addition to uh, I Am Legend and a few other things, but but actually, like I didn't know that that uh, movie was written by Richard Matheson until like just a couple of years ago. I think like the first time I, I took uh, I took Misty to to Mackinac Island, you know, something they were running on loop about the movie said it was written by Richard Matheson, and then like suddenly it clicked in my head, and I'm like, wow. You know, now that I think about it, this movie is like one giant Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like when you learn uh, Planet of the Apes is written by Rod Serling, and it's like, oh, you know what? Suddenly I can see that. It all makes sense now. But back to uh, back to the chaser. Um, we're following a young man named Roger. And um, uh, Roger, to borrow a line from Airplane, feels a lot inside. Maybe you know <laughs> Uh, he's in love with a, a young lady named Leela. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I know, her her first name is Leela, so she's not like a Taranga Leela. Yeah, I, I was actually when I first heard Leela, I was wondering if uh, this was the inspiration for the character for one of the the main characters in Futurama. Well, I think that we could actually go a step further and say that uh, this is a prequel to Futurama. Love it. Love and, everything about it. You know, yeah, what, what happened was uh, Leela had herself frozen to get away from this guy, uh, <laughs> and there was a, there was a problem in the freezing uh, process, and that's why she became a mutant. And we just never knew that until just now. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I I think we we take that and run with it. We have been cracking so many codes. I'm surprised there's any codes left to crack, my friend. <laughs> well, that that's just a, a challenge for the later episodes. I think it's true. Uh, so he's 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 calling this woman just incessantly, and uh, one one of my favorite scenes in this 
in this whole episode is at the beginning, he's at, I, I guess, a restaurant or a bar or something, and he, he keeps calling Leela on the phone. And there's a line of people waiting for the payphone, you know, b- behind him. And the uh, there, there's this uh, this guy comes up and he's, you know, trying to get to the head of the line. and He's actually buying his place in line. And because it's like because it's 1960, it costs him like a buck. And then he gets to the little old woman like at the front of the line and she says, well, I think that uh, ahead of the line is is worth a little bit more. So how about two? She's not wrong. And I I, I love that woman. She she's my <laughs> she, she at, at this point might actually be my my favorite Twilight Zone character. <laughs> and there's a, there's some heavy competition there. Yeah, I um I didn't know just making a phone call was like I understand that, you know, there's no mobile phones and. I guess maybe there's less pay phones. Uh, they're not, you know, as, as uh, uh, they're not all over the place uh, back then, but man, making a phone call is, uh, it was in demand, my friend. Well, it was in demand because this one guy just kept calling the same woman <laughs> over and over and over. And like, uh, you actually do, you know, he, he does make contact with her, but I kept wondering what was happening the other time she, he was calling her. Like, was she just hanging up? Uh, 1960s, so there's no call waiting or anything. So it, it's just a busy signal, and he keeps calling. You know, it, it reminded me of, uh, of like, in the, the old Wild West days of uh, uh, AOL Instant Messenger. And uh, before <laughs> you could actually check to see if someone's online, you'd actually have to say hi to find out if they were online or not. It's, oh, of so course. Maybe. Um, the, uh, I'm surprised she just kept, uh, answering the phone. Yeah. You'd think at some point she would have just left it off the hook. It's bizarre. Or, although were... she's got so many other male suitors that she wanted to hear from all of them, but not Roger. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's no caller ID. So, um, you know, it could be somebody very important. Maybe she was expecting an important call. Could very well be. Um, so here's one thing that that bothers me about uh, about our friend Roger here. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing if you know, like like there's going to be episodes later on where there's a character who who loves a, a person but they don't know it. You know, like they're too shy to say something about it, right? I I I don't think that's uh, completely uh, terrible, but uh, Leela. Uh, she she's not shy about telling him that uh, she wants nothing to do with him. No, not at all. And I mean, you know, I I don't really blame her if he's calling. I mean, this is this the first time he's calling her five and six times in a row? Um, I don't think is, so. Yeah, this is bordering on uh, harassment here. I, I'm not thinking. I don't think it's bordering on harassment. I think <laughs> it legitimately is harassment. Also, if he um, is doing this, if he's employing these tactics to find romance in his quote youthful twenties, yeah, right. Um, he's going to be a serial killer in a matter of decades. There, there's no way he's not a serial killer. As a matter of <laughs> fact, in addition to it being the, uh, you know, the uh, the the origin story of Leela from Futurama, <laughs> I think this guy also. Uh, became the Zodiac Killer slash Ted Cruz. <laughs> like I can, I can hear. Um, what's the what's the original uh, guy in uh, Unsolved Mysteries? Uh, Robert Stack. Robert Stack. I can hear him saying Roger Shackleforth. 
And the first thing that I thought of when I heard the name Roger Shackleford is Rusty Shackleford from King of the Hill. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know if that if that struck you the same way as it did me. <laughs> I, I think I'm more of the uh, making connections to uh, Futurama and Simpsons than I am King of the Hill. Uh, well, it's worth pointing out that uh, uh, somebody actually does tell Robert Roger to take uh, one uh, one big jump to the moon. Wheela. <laughs> Uh, not somebody. Um, and uh, that, that seems to be a recurring theme in the Twilight Zone. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty favorite slam of, uh, of Twilight Zone characters when they, when they go into roast mode. Yeah, well, I think we can blame that on the fact that, uh, um, you know, the, the writing staff there in the Twilight Zone, they were cranking out a lot of classics. <laughs> and, you know, if the, if the story is going to be as good as, as they all were, you're going to cut some corners somewhere. And so, you know, the dialogue just, just of sort of feed in some places. The, um, <clears throat> so the, the, uh, the story pretty much telegraphs itself, right? Like Roger is in love with Leela. So the guy who really needs to make a phone call tells him to go and visit this guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, he'll fix all your problems. Which, which, by the way, the guy is named Professor A. Damon. Even. <laughs> like male demon. <laughs> exactly, yes. Oh, God. Uh, and, uh, you know, so the, the professor, he offers Roger, he, he can do anything that he wants. He can give him, you know, power, money, uh, all the knowledge in the world. Uh, but all Roger wants is for for Leela to to love him, and and that that brings up a question. Okay, so if this guy in the telephone line knew about uh, the professor, and uh, so apparently he's somewhat well known, you know, yeah. it's not like uh, he's it's a huge secret. Um, why aren't there more people with power, fortune, and knowledge? <laughs> like it seems like it seems like he should have helped a lot of people. You'd think he could franchise himself out too. Um, but, you know, I mean, he wastes a lot of time like arguing with people. So, I mean, when he knows he's eventually, I mean, he he basically predicted how the entire story would play out because assumingly he's seen it hundreds and but hundreds of times. He helps so, many people. so, man, like cut with the cut with the prelude, just like give him the one dollar love potion and then get ready for the glove cleaner when when he has to come back for it. Yeah, which for, for some reason, the fact that it was called glove cleaner just always bothered me. Like, <laughs> Like whenever I was watching this episode as a kid, I'd be like, why, why is it called glove cleaner? I don't know if they were trying to say love cleaner. Like it cleans away the love. Could be. Could I be. don't know. It, it didn't make a lot of sense. So, so Roger buys the, uh, the, the $1 love potion and, uh, he immediately goes to Leela's house and, uh, she, again, she's, it's not that she doesn't know who he is. She knows who he is and doesn't want anything to do with him. She tries to kick him out, but ultimately uh, she, she succumbs to the lure of free booze as so many of them have. <laughs> I did. I did appreciate that. Like she said, all right, so it's one drink. All right, five minutes. And I'm like, well, you know, okay, this woman drinks alcohol as, as quickly as I do. So I'm a woman after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> you would think like in a classy, like the way these people are dressed and, you know, she, she claims she's a mess, but she's surrounded in luxury at the beginning of the episode when she's talking to Roger on the phone. Like you'd think that they would savor the champagne. No, five minutes. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and it's also worth pointing out that uh, Roger uh, doesn't seem to notice that she said she was a mess and she couldn't see anybody, but she seems to be fine yeah. now. <laughs> Apparently, Roger not seeing clearly. Um, and uh, she, again, repeatedly tells her tells him she wants nothing to do with him. And then she falls in love with him. <laughs> also, I know this is a 60-year-old episode of television, different times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, I mean, he is basically just, like, drugging her. Like, there, there isn't that much. Again, I don't think he's basically drugging her. I think he's drugging her. <laughs> Why do I say borderline, basically? He's drugging her, and you would imagine with the, um, you know, the goal of love and marriage, the implication that sex is also included in that. So I don't understand how this isn't, like... <laughs> I mean, Sean, the fact that uh, he he got the thing that he gave her from a quote unquote professor and not like a uh, a drug dealer or something it doesn't change the fact that yeah he did uh, he did in fact uh, slip her a slip her a roofie i completely yeah. missed the fact that his name is professor a demon yes i ron butterfly <laughs> <laughs> well again you know as we were talking about with the with the dialogue in the twilight zone uh, you know, the stories are just so good that they had to cut corners somewhere. So you get people named a demon <laughs> or they were just being cheeky. I'm not I'm not sure which. <laughs> so uh, so the first six months, uh, she uh, she's fawning all over him. And uh, gradually, probably not so gradually anyway, since it's uh, only six months, uh, he's just sick of it. And uh and uh, so he goes back to his friend, uh, Mr. Damon, Demon, <laughs> and, uh, and asks for the glove cleaner, which uh, the, the love potion was a dollar. Getting rid of the love potion was a thousand dollars. So so I don't know about you, but maybe I'm just dense and I think I have my answer, but like it took me a while to realize it's just poison. Oh, see, I, I'm too kind-hearted. I, I assumed that it wasn't going to, uh, it, it was just going to, you know, it, it was going to restore her to her, her pre-love potion state. So, so you're, I mean, you're going full dark side here because you're, you're pointing out the fact that he's drugging her. And now you think he's just going to go ahead and kill her because, you know, he's, he's Ted Cruz slash the, the Zodiac. <laughs> well, he says that, um, he says that, uh, you know, it's completely odorless, it's completely tasteless, blah, 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 undetectable. So, like, it sounds like it's, you know, a poison from the get-go. It sounds like it's antifreeze or something like that. And then he says those who, like, like if you try to do this in half measures, you're going to lose your nerve and you're never going to be able to do it again. So it's like if you, like, halfway poison her, she's going to, like you know, use, lose the, the, the use of her limbs or something like that. She's going to, you know, she'll still live, but she's not going to be like anywhere near the person she was. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I just get the feeling yeah, that least if she loses the use of her limbs. Then, you know, she's just like stuck in the, stuck in the bedroom. So you can like shut the door and not have to hear her constantly say, <laughs> I love you. She'd be easier to run away from. That's for sure. That's true. Yeah. Uh, wow. You know, I had never actually gone to such a dark place that that he was going to kill her. I really have some reflection to do after this episode. 
<laughs> I, I I think so. And uh, it's it's also worth pointing out that um, uh, you know it's a good thing that he doesn't poison her because it's suggested that she's pregnant. You know, in, in the way that they would they would suggest such things in a in a show in 1960. Oh, yeah. I, I, as in she's knitting a sock. <laughs> it um. <laughs> So I, I mean, I guess I get it. Like, you know, assumingly so, like she goes overboard with her love of, of Roger, you know, like, can I, I'll stay here and I'll smoke your pipe all day. So it gets broken into you. Uh, I'll. Yeah, that, that's a weird, that's a weird thing. <laughs> um, yeah. And so she, uh, she even offers to like dunk her hands in ice water. So her slip, so Roger's slippers don't make his feet hot or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I heard the thing about about the the slippers, and I'm like, well, well, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, everything about how she is acting even weirder than he did, and that's saying something. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, predictably, <laughs> the plan goes awry, um, and uh, like you said, he goes to get the glove cleaner, and. Uh, <sighs> What happens? What happens, Keith? Well, he he's going to give the uh, apparently poison. We'll we'll go with your theory that it that is poison. <laughs> and uh, uh, she's knitting the little sock, which means she's pregnant in in adorable nineteen sixties TV language. And uh, obviously, this surprises him, so he drops the uh, the glass with the poison in it. And then he he basically says he never could have gone through with it anyway. Yeah. Which again, I'm watching it, sweet, innocent summer child Keith. I'm watching it and and assuming that when he says he couldn't go through with it, he just meant that you know he he couldn't go back to her hating his guts again. Not uh, I uh, I couldn't kill her. Oh, of course. It, it actually makes you wonder what was the plan for getting rid of the body and such. <laughs> Well, so what I what I would have liked to see in this episode <clears throat> is not necessarily where it ended, but maybe if this was like in season two where you have an hour to tell the story, um, mm-hmm. like maybe uh, um, Leela is tired of Roger not, uh, you know, basically getting getting uninterested in her through six months of marriage, whatever. And so then she goes to Professor A. Demon. And then she gets the love potion, <clears throat> drugs him, and then he's back to where he was in the beginning of the episode, and then she gets annoyed, and then it's just like a never-ending cycle of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then, and then Professor A. Demon gets to retire. He finally gets to retire. <laughs> he's rich, and what you have is a, uh, good, uh, a good message of, hey, you know what? In any long-term relationship, not everybody, like both people are not going to love each other the exact same amount all the time and that's okay that's not what you got into it for that's a that's a very hopeful message from a story that uh, we've decided involved <laughs> a guy trying to poison his uh his wife that, um yeah this was surprising yeah, well, we uplifting message from it <laughs> it's still not as dark as like the exact same story that uh i think there was a tales from the crypt episode that was exactly like this uh i now that you mention it, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's a it's a pretty easy story to tell. So, yeah, and uh, I've decided that um, 
So with a nice place to visit, <laughs> this episode, and uh, The Man in the Bottle, which is uh, coming up in, uh, in season two, uh, I've decided I'm calling that uh, the Be Careful What You Wish For trilogy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, so so what important lessons have we learned? Uh, so here's here's my big question about Professor A. Demon. <laughs> so so this guy, he, he apparently sells potions. Is that that's all we're ever aware of him actually selling? That's all he's got. But in his office store thing, we see nothing but books. Where does that come from? I imagine maybe that's uh, maybe that's just a bunch of recipe books. Uh, could be, could be, yeah, I, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> it, it just always struck me as odd. It's like, what, why is he surrounded by books, but everywhere he reaches, there's also a little bottle. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, like the <clears throat> the recipe for glove cleaner is like 19 volumes long. Could be. Uh, do you think that Roger? Uh, eventually learn to uh, love his his life the way it was or did he shoot himself uh, several hours later <laughs> um i would like to think i would like to think that he uh he uh realized that you know be careful what you wish for because you just might get it um and uh i think he came to his senses and realized that um in uh in many uh stories that we see play out in real life uh, in uh, true crime documentaries. Um, murder isn't the only choice. You can just get a divorce and run far away. Right. Imagine that. I think it ends in divorce and I think that's fine. I think that's fine. It's probably cheaper. I, I don't know how much divorce divorces cost. Uh, <laughs> probably cheaper than whatever you'd have, whatever elaborate means you'd have to come up with. To kill, to kill another human being probably cheaper also a better a better moral choice too and if you're in the twilight zone you're going to want to be looking to those first that's true mr roger shackleforth who has discovered at this late date that love can be as sticky as a vat of molasses as unpalatable as a hunk of spoiled yeast and as all-consuming as a six-alarm fire in a bamboo and canvas tent Case history of a lover boy who should never have entered the Twilight Zone. Cabotron?